Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 11. A disciple is one who not only lives Christ, but desires the will and the desires of Christ. So the bottom line for any disciple is that our will will be his will. John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. If you remain in me and if my words remain in you. So interestingly enough, he goes on here to give a crucial additional point. If we need to amend things with someone, we are to do so prior to the throne of God. Now, why is this an issue? Well, because it's doubtful that a person who cannot forgive another has ever experienced the forgiveness of his own sins. So what are the guidelines to forgiving? Well, Luke 17, 3 and 4 tells us, Be careful. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. But if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and seven times returns, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now this passage tells us to forgive as many times as the person comes and repents to you. However, please note, it does not instruct us to forgive if such repentance does not occur. But actually, there's a caveat that must be addressed. And we go on in verse 26 reading, But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your transgressions. So, we are herein, as well as elsewhere in Scripture, warned against holding on to bitterness. So even though we may not be commanded to forgive if there's not repentance, what will it be doing to us in our failure to forgive? Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outcry, and slander be put away from you with all malice. No uh, guidelines there. Just simply do that. Hebrews 12.15 says, Looking carefully, lest there be any man who falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and may be defiled by it. Now, we must use the spirit-filled ability to let go of a bitter heart and feelings of hatred towards someone who has sinned against us. And we need to do so even, again, if they never ask for forgiveness. We must do so because bitterness can break our fellowship with the Father. And because of that same bitterness, it will eventually consume us like a cancer. Isaiah 1.15 says, When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, when you make many prayers, I will not hear, for your hands are full of blood. And Proverbs 1.28 says, Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. And they will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. So we're being called to let go of negative feelings towards those who have sinned against us, and to do so for the very least of which is our sake, and for the glory of God. So let us remember even the Lord's supreme example when he was on the cross. He said, forgive them, Father. They do not know what they do. And there was no asking for forgiveness at that point. Not from the Pharisees and those standing about. 
Sometimes action, indeed, may have to be taken against individuals when there is no repentance, but we are never to let those actions take place in our hearts and in our minds. Verse 27 of our text says, They came again to Jerusalem, and he was walking in the temple, and the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they began saying to him, By what authority do you do these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? Now you see the religious leaders were upset. Their clout, you see, was diminishing, and that was the one thing they weren't prepared for and the one thing they wouldn't stand for. Something was going to have to happen here. We have to get control of this situation, they'd be saying. Verse 28 is the religious way of saying, quote, just who do you think you are, end quote. For these guys, it was more than just the fact that they were having to take second place to this newcomer. It was worse than even that. They were having to take second place, well, to somebody from Nazareth. In fact, a nobody from Nazareth. Unschooled, no credentials. Look at the clothes he was wearing. Where was his denominational backing? Just who is this guy? Verse 29 says, Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. Verse 31 says, They reasoned within themselves, saying, If we should say from heaven, he'll say, Why then then do not believe him? But if we should say from men, well, they fear the people. And all for all held John to be really a prophet. Now Jesus quickly turned the conversation on these men. He craftily took all of them back to where they first saw their power slip away, back to John the Baptist. I asked John, right these guys about John. What about him? I mean, did he have authority? You see, Jesus, he knew how unpopular, or excuse me, how popular John was among the people. So if the Pharisees had answered no to this question, the people could turn on them and maybe stone them. I guess power and position didn't mean much if you're dead. But if they said yes, the next question was sure to come, and that would be, then why didn't you listen to him? You see, just as with Christ, the things they heard from John had never found root in their hearts. I mean, they heard his words, but with obedience, they never followed. What is knowledge unless obedient action to that knowledge follows? Verse 33 of our text says, Then they answered Jesus, We don't know. And Jesus said to them, Neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. These leaders, these religious men, they answered Jesus in the only way that they could to protect themselves, and that was with the answer, we don't know. Well, that sounds very similar to way, the way the educated of our day deal with these kind of matters. It's similar to the answer we get when people discuss evolution. You know, they, they quickly find themselves trapped, and then the answer is always the same, we don't know. 
Why are we here? We don't know. What happens after we die? We don't know. How do you explain the miracles that occurred in those who believe in Jesus? We don't know. Just like now, their answer gets its fitting reward. No no understanding. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.